Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one free beaker per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing, and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Money. It's what makes the world go around. It's a fact of the matter. I don't know if it's fortunate or unfortunate, but hey. It's where the old saying, it is what it is. It is what it is. So we got to pay some bills right here, so let's do it. If you missed anything from the first hour, check it out on the podcast. Podcast is available on all of the great podcast platforms out there, or you can just go to the station website, 
1029ESPN.com. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Wingate has a great January promo going on. Stay two nights in January 2021 and get a free growler and fill card from Big Sky Brewing. Limit to one freebie per customer and must be booked through the hotel directly. Tell them Nuanas Now sent you. If you want to listen live, you can go to the stream. Streams Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity, proud presenter of the live stream each and every day. And if you want to give us a call or shoot us a text, you can. 361-3688. 361-3688. couple texts from listeners so far today. One uh, loyal listener said, Sacramento, only two hours away from fun in every direction. As we debated our okay. best Big Sky like towns, that. I thought Tahoe, that was good. Tahoe, San Fran, I like And it. then another text from Mike, he says, I can't have my own music show if I don't like the Beatles. Yes, I can, Mike. <laughs> we could make it all about all the reasons you don't have to like the Beatles. Mike, I'm kind of leaning your way on that one. But we digress. It is a Tuesday, and every other Tuesday, our good buddy Justin Angle joins us for the Business Angle breaking down all things sports, economics, and just the business that is the world of sports, specifically professional and college athletics. Justin, my man, how you doing? I'm doing well, fellas. How are you today? Very, very good. We just plugged our podcast. So now we, you got to tell us about your podcast because the New Angle podcast is uh, one of the best things going in the entire state of Montana. I know Blackfoot has been so awesome in helping us get podcasts off the ground, whether it's at 1029 ESPN Missoula, Skyline Sports, or uh, with your endeavor as well, but I think it's very important for people, especially in our in our world of on-demand listening. So what, what do you got cooking right now at New Angle? Well, we're, we're just sort of published part four of what is kind of a four-episode arc that your listeners might uh, be interested in. We kind of had this inquiry of healthy sports. We did uh, two episodes with some healthcare providers, some coaches, and um, uh, a physician here in town, that kind of it looked at youth sports and the consequences, pros and cons of specialization, the culture that that creates, uh, overtraining, how to look for it, how to know what's going on, how to address it. Basically, you know, how parents and coaches can create uh, a culture that has a more healthy relationship to sports for our young people. And then last week we looked at um, kind of, you know, unhealthy sport at the highest level. Uh, we had on writer and investigative journalist, Matt Hart, who's just published a book called win at all costs, um, which is an investigation of the Nike Oregon running projects. So, you know, elite, uh, running program sponsored by Nike had some really kind of questionable behavior, um, at the highest level there has since, um, has since left the program and it's shut down. And this week we brought it local, this episode that just released this morning, um, details a new and exciting startup business here in, in Missoula called Morphos Exercise Systems. These guys are rethinking how physical therapy um, is delivered to customers using some really cool um, uh, 3D animation and some other modalities to uh, kind of rethink how that system works. So, yeah, we're kind of on a good four-episode run of, of sports-oriented content. I encourage, I encourage folks to uh, check it out, anewanglepodcast.com. And I was just checking that out right now as well, Justin. I'm just getting into going through the archives a little bit, and I want to know what some of your favorites have been, interviews, podcasts, down the line, too. You know, I, I want to make sure I get the favorites first here that I want to listen so I can catch up. 
Oh, gosh. Well, you know, a couple of months ago, we had Conrad Anker on. That was one of my favorites, just this legendary uh, mountaineer that's a Mont- who's a Montanan as well as over in Bozeman. He spent some time with us. It was a great conversation, um, particularly talking about the importance of climate to him and his experience as a mountaineer. Uh, other awesome ones, I mean, gosh, we had Maureen Dowd from the New York Times on a couple of years back. Uh, that was really fun. Um, Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam has been on a couple of times. He's really awesome to catch up with. Uh, we did an episode about higher education with John Tester and Greg Gianforte and, um, you know, a few others a while back. So yeah, we, we tend to, um, we tend to cover issues that sort of had some broader, uh, application to society. Um, sitting at my position at the university, I get access to a lot of uh, impressive thinkers in that space, and it's cool to be able to tap into it. Justin Angle joining us. It is a business angle every other Tuesday presented by Blackfoot Communications. And Justin, we're a couple weeks now away from the Super Bowl. The championship games in the NFL will be played this Sunday, and then we'll have a week off, which would normally be the Pro Bowl, but uh, this will just be a uh, Reading of the lists of the guys that made the Pro Bowl, no actual uh, otherwise pointless game to be played because of COVID, and then we'll bust into the Super Bowl. But Super Bowl and the overlay with advertising revenue, particularly when it comes to the commercials during the game, it's almost a pop, I should say almost, it is a pop culture phenomenon. A lot of people watch the games simply for the commercials, to see what the, what the commercials uh, have in store. And a lot of the discussion after the game it's not even about the game. It's about the commercials. And we've seen now across the board the rise in just advertising wars for these industries, cell phones and mobile devices, cars, soda, beer, uh, you know, on down the line, uh, insurance. But one big headline is that the head, uh, they're saying Coke and Pepsi both sitting out the Super Bowl, but there's a little more to this story, right? Yeah, I mean, this is, you know, so my home discipline at the College of Business is I'm a marketing professor. So, you know, the day after Super Bowl, like the, the, the Monday class after Super Bowl Sunday is kind of a, a Super Bowl of a class in the sense that, you know, the students are, have all watched this stuff. You know, it's very salient and it's a great time to kind of be, be thinking about this. Super Bowl advertising is a bit of a weird category anyway. I mean, it's, it's so expensive to, to get involved in. Um, and so not, not many companies can access that level of advertising. And then it's, you know, we've talked about this on this show before, like the, the ability for companies to spend money elsewhere and be more precise with their marketing spending and, and get better, um, better results, get their message to the right customer at the right time, um, through the right medium, you know, there's more efficient ways to spend money, but this Coke and Pepsi story was interesting because it was kind of presented as a ceasefire in, in, in the stories that I saw, but that's not really the case. I mean, Pepsi, um, they're still in the game. I mean, they're, they're advertising for Mountain Dew, one of their brands that's on the rise and gaining share. They're advertising for Frito-Lay snacks, which, you know, plenty of brand names within that uh, side of the business. And also the title sponsors of the halftime show. Um, so I think really the story here is, you know, what's going on with Coca-Cola? They are, they're struggling. Um, you know, they announced layoffs of over 17% of their workforce uh, not too long ago. They're cutting brands like Tab and Odwalla. And so the pandemic's been hard on Coca-Cola, 
They actually just lost LeBron James um, after 18 years. He's going over to Pepsi. So that's an interesting thing as well. Um, you know, Coke has been this iconic uh, brand for so long, and it still is. Um, but when brands like that and that size slip just a little bit, I mean, that has, that has the effect of billions of dollars, not only to Coke, but to all the companies downstream of Coke. I mean, CBS is the, uh, is going to lose that, that advertising revenue. Coke spent $10 million on Super Bowl ads last year. CBS doesn't have that income stream this year. Um, how do they replace it? There's not many people who can, who can fill that, um, that ante to get into the Super Bowl. It's a fascinating subject. It's Justin Angle joining us on the Business Angle every other week on Tuesdays right here on Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula Statewide, SWX Montana Television. But Justin, there's there's been some brands in the modern history of America, post-industrial revolution and during the 20th century, particularly the second half of the 20th century when advertising really took a stronghold that reached a point where you'd think that the brand had had become almost invincible, uh, like Coke, like Budweiser. You know, I, I just watched Ford versus Ferrari the other night, and they, it's all about right. you know, when Ford had a kind of a dip, how do they get back? And they build a, a race car, which is the Shelby GT Mustang, and then, you know, that, that sends them into the stratosphere, and then they were able to compete again for the latter half of the 20th century. But... You mentioned that this could have such an impact on sports because those big-time, big-ticket, brand-name, for lack of a better way of saying it, brands, they have been so unbreakable. They do pour so much money into the economy of sports, particularly from an advertising perspective. So just elaborate on that a little bit. I mean, first of all, what causes for a brand to maybe lose its footing? Because I I think that even 10 years ago, we, we never would have thought we would see the day where Coca-Cola was losing 17% of its workforce, where they, they would be struggling like this. They'd be losing these big-time endorsers. So, uh, twofold question. What causes it, and is there is this a trend where some of these iconic 20th century brands might not be able to then now survive as we get into the meat of the 21st century? Well, there's a lot there. I mean, brands ebb and flow, and one of the sort of axioms that, that I, I teach in marketing is that great brands derive from great products. If you don't have a great product, you're not going to have a great brand. And a couple of years ago, Coke um, reorganized their sort of top organizational echelon. And instead of having a chief marketing officer, they added a chief growth officer. And our chief marketing, you know, that might just sound like a semantic kind of um, organizational chart issue that doesn't have a lot of meaning. But if you have somebody whose job and its compensation structure and his or her entire orientation for, for work is to create growth, that's different than somebody whose entire orientation is how to message the marketplace, right? When you think about a brand like Coke, I mean, what are they, how are they going to attract customers? They're not an innovation company. They might argue that, but like, we're not looking for, you know, innovative packaging or innovative flavors or whatever. They're essentially, they're trading an emotional connection. That's their brand. That's their product. And so if you don't have somebody who's focusing on how, how to have that dialogue um, with customers, maybe you lose status, maybe you lose sight of the ball there. And I think maybe, you know, there's some analysts that say just that little bit of a reorientation at the executive level created kind of a blind spot to, to investing in the brand. And the Super Bowl, I mean, for a brand like Coke, if you don't have the Super Bowl as an outlet to speak to customers at an emotional level, 
you know, they're not running promotions on the Super Bowl. They're not saying like, hey, dad, hey, head down to Albertsons and, you know, buy one, get one free. That's not the type of advertising they do, right? They're pulling emotional strings and building brand awareness and creating associations that are deep within us. Um, if they don't have that focus. Uh, they kind of lose the ability to protect the brand. So there could be kind of long-term consequences associated with missing out on some of this ability to connect with customers. And, you know, to your point, Coulter, yeah, there's ebbs and flows. And, you know, these companies that are on top, they're on top for a reason. They have to be very thoughtful about doing things that could undermine the reasons they're so successful, right? I mean, it's really, it's much easier to retain an existing customer and much cheaper to retain an existing customer than it is to go out and get a new customer. So you may be losing a little bit of sight of who your customers are and why you have them uh, can result in some of these bigger brands slipping. Speaking of brands, from a sports perspective, athletes have become brands all unto themselves. And in some cases, some of the strongest brands in America. And you talk about LeBron James leaving Coca-Cola to go to Pepsi. It's an interesting fold because if you hearken back to even you know, 20, 25, 30 years ago, if Michael Jordan would have changed teams and or changed shoes, I think it would have been an, an uproarious event. There would have been a lot of people that were very mad about that. And now it seems as if it's softened. Like last week on our uh, Friday segment, Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports with Carolyn, she was talking about James Harden going from Houston to the Nets. And I was telling her, this is just the way of the world in pro sports now. Player movement is just a, a, it's just the way it is. Nobody could have ever envisioned Tom Brady playing for a different team than he does right now. But all of a sudden, now he does play for the Tampa Bay Bucks, and he's still in the same position he was for years and years and years with the Patriots. So talk about that element, Justin. Just, just the, the athlete as a brand, does the actual endorser overwhelm the endorsement now? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about, you know, we were thinking about this Coca-Cola story. I noticed that, that LeBron had, had switched. And, you know, it occurred to me, like, you know, back in the 90s, you know, it was like these 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 yeah, moving teams for a player. Like I remember when Joe Montana went to the Chiefs and it just felt wrong. It's like, what is this guy doing? You know, part of it was, you know, he had declined as an athlete. I think he had like a really bad neck injury or something. But but anyway, um, it, just was, it just didn't feel right. It was like it didn't fit the brand of Joe Montana. The brand of Montana, Joe Montana and the 49ers, it sort of just, they were rock solidly together. And, you know, you take a LeBron and he's, he's moved around. I mean, moving from Cleveland to Miami and back to Cleveland, that's there's sort of some consistency to, the, to that story. Um, but now to L.A. And it makes me wonder, yeah, like where's the center of power in terms of, you know, thinking about it through this branding lens. And I, I think that power is no longer with the team and it is no longer with the brands that player endorses. It is with the athlete, him or herself, right? And that, that athlete now has so many channels through which to communicate directly to his or her fans. Right? The YouTube, the Facebook, the Instagram, the Snap, whatever it is, Twitter, you know, those athletes can speak directly to all of us. So these, these other associations don't quite so much matter because that, that ability to talk to all of us individually kind of um, allows that to be the primary point of contact rather than, hey, I have to watch a Lakers game to get LeBron or I have to watch a Patriots game to get to Brady. 
no, you can get to Brady, however, you, you know, right through, right through his voice directly. And that means those athletes have more power and they can make more choices that, um, support their brand without maybe dealing with these secondary associations that, that might not matter as much as they used to. And of course, this is a business angle with Justin Angle. And Justin, I want to circle back, and I know that in two weeks it will be Super Bowl week when we talk to you, so you might get this question again two weeks from right now, but I want to know when the Super Bowl advertising really kind of took a leap and went to that next level where it became such an exclusive item or the price tag became so maybe astronomical that it became a storyline. Was there a certain year or game when it got kicked into overdrive? I know I'm going circling back a little bit on you, but it's just something that's been so curious that eating at me and of course this uh this conversation was a perfect reminder to bring it up yeah i mean i can't point to a specific game uh the kind of watershed moment i think about is this um oh gosh i I can't this is the sort of punchline here i can't really even remember the brand i think it was e-trade yeah it was e-trade they ran this ad that was just like a monkey tapping on a tambourine for a minute Mm-hmm. Right. And the tagline after that was, we just wasted a million bucks. Like, don't waste your money. And that was like at the height of the, the sort of early internet boom in the late nineties, when you, know, you threw a dot com at the end of your name and your stock price would go through the roof. And then all that collapsed. But part of that was that like brands all of a sudden had all this money and you know they were presenting themselves to to the market to the capital markets as growth plays like we're in a rush to get as many users of our new technology as possible and that will fuel our stock price and eventually will become profitable and they'd make the argument like in order to grow our customer base we need marketing and how do we reach the most people well we'll go on the super bowl and we need a million dollars to get 30 seconds on the super bowl and you could see how this thinking would just fuel the rise of of demand on that scarce resource because the super bowl advertising is one of the few like really scarce resources in advertising anymore you've got captive audience that you know a little bit about and there's not that many spots and so you had like a lot of, the system was sort of awash with money that drove demand up, that drove the prices up. And then you saw, you know, content creators thinking about it, like opportunities to get their brands out in the marketplace, high profile directors directing ads. So yeah, that was sort of the moment that, um, that I think it kind of went into the stratosphere. And the question to me, Riley, is how long does this persist? Because in my view, it's not an efficient spend for a marketer right now. Maybe you can make the arguments for the Cokes and the Pepsi of the world, but um, most other brands that don't have that kind of stature and don't have that kind of business, probably not. We're going to circle back around to this on the first Tuesday of February, the next time we have the business angle, when it is Super Bowl week. It is Justin Angle joining us on the Rangus Brothers RV phone line, as he does every other Tuesday for the business angle, analyzing the overlay of sports and business We'll get you out of here on this, Justin. The big news of last week on the sports front locally was the, uh, what do they call it, Riley? The modification of the spring football season. It's not truly canceled. We're going to have a couple games, but it's not going to be nearly what it was planned to be. Both Montana and Montana State will not participate in the spring championship portion of the Big Sky Conference or the FCS playoffs. We've talked about the potential pros and cons of a spring football season from an economic standpoint. Now that the games are off, we're not going to have any games of any sort of consequence or uh, legitimacy this next spring. 
What say you, Justin, about the impact this has economically on Missoula, University of Montana, and the state of Montana as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I'll just say I'm sad for the players and the coaches and the athletes. I'm sad for all the people that sort of felt like they had something to look forward to because, you know, this pandemic's been tough and having something to look forward to, uh, whether it's a football game or whether it's family gathering, whatever, that's tough. Um, You know, economically, I think it's going to have all the effects we've talked about. You know, people aren't going to be coming to town. They're not going to be gathering. They're not going to be doing all that spending in local establishments. Um, but ultimately, you know, I, I, I think in the longer term, and we've talked about, you know, the value of football from a branding standpoint, you know, if the coaches made the assessment that they didn't have the right amount of time or the conditions to put a good product together, and that's a little bit of a sterilization of the fact that these are, these are, these are young student athletes that, that are the product, right? And you gotta, you gotta allow them to, to get strong and to grow and to do so in under safe conditions. Um, but if you don't have the time or the resources to put the product together, ultimately that could be disastrous for the brand. If you're throwing a product out there that that's subpar and you're not, you don't feel good about. So, you know, I'm hopeful that this is the right call um, in the long, in the long run. It's nice that uh, sort of both schools here in Montana sort of um, announced this sort of announcement together. Um, because if, if there was you know, disagreement, that could have been a disaster from a communications and just yeah, the whole sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I'm saddened, um, but it, it feels like it's probably the right call for um, placing the student-athletes first and, and, and their well-being, and, and hopefully it's in the long-term interest of both programs. This is a business angle with Justin Engel from the University of Montana Business School every other Tuesday right here, 5 o'clock hour, 2 to. Two tell and wise. It's not two tell and wise. Who that was a Freudian slip wow. right now? Juana's now. We I'm gonna learn the name of my own show quickly. And Justin, you're a branding guy, so you you're gonna have to reinforce it to me. But we appreciate you, my man. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll catch up with you here in a couple weeks. Sounds good, fellas. Be well. We're late. What else is new? <laughs> Quarterback legacies in the NFL and Riley's picks. More Nuanas now. One hundred two ninety SP Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. He finally picked the best song there is. <laughs> the best song there. Bab O'Reilly by The Who. This is my pitching song coming in at Dealer Park, Cobb Field at, for the Scarlets. Oh, man. He just gave me all the feels right there. Oh Reese, Reese is the MVP of the day. It's no, no question. I wonder if he actually knew that was your favorite song or if he's just shooting from the hip. Either way. It is impressive. Right, you already know Riley's here. Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, in studio with me, Coulter Nuanez, 1029 ESPN Missoula. It is Nuanez now, the only statewide sports talk show in the entire great state of Montana. You can find us every day, 4 to 6 p.m., right here on SWX Montana and 1029 ESPN uh, Missoula. Time now to talk a little bit of NFL. We got a lot of different uh, conversations to be had. I. 
I never want to sound like I have sour grapes, but I always uh, try to make I try to I try to talk about on this show things that I think that maybe people aren't getting when we're talking about national sports. What I think you're not getting from a national sports perspective, the NBA is always going to gravitate towards superstars. It's a superstar-driven league. We just talked to Justin Angle from the Business Angle. And by the way, if you uh, missed any of that, it was a great conversation about branding and sports, the brands of athletes, the brands of products. But those the guys in the NBA are such strong brands. They have such strong name recognition. So the, what the national media is going to cover and force feed the general public is going to be pretty on par with what the actual storylines are because it is it, 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 one, one thing results in the other thing. In football, I think that football is so complicated, it's so complex, and so the most palatable and easy storylines to understand are the most simple ones. It's easiest to watch the ball in football. I think everybody watches football differently, but it's easiest to watch the ball. And because of that, then, the storylines always revolve around the quarterbacks. Like I said yesterday, very few people that follow the NFL passionately know who DeForest Buckner is. Everybody knows who Patrick Mahomes is. You know, there is some, some defensive guys, some interior defensive linemen like Aaron Donald, JJ Watt that have earned uh, true breakout star status. But I mean, Cameron Hayward's one of the best players in the NFL. Most people don't know who that is. You know, you got guys like uh, Cameron Jordan, you got guys like Starla Tooley from from the Bills. I mean, guys that really make the the world go round. But I digress. What we have now, though, coming into championship weekend on Sunday is four premier quarterbacks, perhaps the four most, uh, I'm not going to say likable, but certainly recognizable. You have Tom Brady for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who is, I think, unquestionably the greatest uh, quarterback in terms of resume that we've ever seen. No doubt. This is his 14th conference championship game. He's gunning for his 10th Super Bowl appearance. He's got six rings. We have Aaron Rodgers, who I think a lot of people would describe as the most talented player to ever play the position. We have Patrick Mahomes, who's already in year three putting up a pretty good argument that he might be the most talented guy to ever play the position. And he's gunning for his second ring before he even turns 25. Then we got Josh Allen, who is like uh, Brett Favre-Cam Newton hybrid with some Wyoming ties. And he's just like Mr. Roller Coaster. He's Mr. Volatile, but he's also so lovable. He's so exciting. And he's just damn good. I love the the distinct differences between these four guys. And I'm not mad that the, that the storylines in this championship weekend are going to gravitate towards the guys under center. Isn't that exactly what the NFL wanted, though? What was oh, buddy, this is the NFL's dream come true that they got these four guys. The only way it could have been better is if they would have had Drew Brees somehow in there. But that was never going to happen because you could only have two out of three. Rodgers, Brady, and Breeze. Which means they, they love it even more because they get the Brady-Breeze storyline and then they get another Brady-Rodgers storyline and then they'll get, regardless of who wins, uh, a third storyline for the Super Bowl. And, and it is interesting to me how, and I see what you're saying with the low-hanging fruit, that it's very easy to just gravitate towards the skill position guys and, and talk about them when it comes to the NFL. And, and, I, and I know we want to go a different route with this, but... It's interesting to me that it seems that in college you get more of the stories of everyone else that makes up the roster. Sure. Why is it in the NFL? Is it more because the media rights and everything in between are so astronomical mm-hmm. that that you have you, you feel that pressure to please the league that much? Because I do think there's an element that is truthful there where you get into the journalistic aspects of everything with the NFL. And it gets a little gray area. For sure. I think a lot of it is the way that the teams are covered. I think that 
the, the in this day and age, the way that you're going to find and consume media about specific sports teams, specifically college sports teams, is going to be a lot more of a niche format. So you're going to be catering to people that do want to know all the storylines. The, the the broader the lens gets, and the the more the larger the scope gets, right? So when you're talking about even a morning game on Fox compared to a Sunday night game on NBC is going to be different in the way that the game is produced as well as the storylines that are that are forced. Because, again, the broader the lens, the wider the scope, the more simplified it needs to be because you're going to be – you have so many non-fanatics, so many fringe people. That's why the storylines in the Super Bowl are the most mundane and boring of the whole season. Because you have 25 million people that haven't watched a stinking football game all year long, but you have to appeal to those people because yeah. you don't want them to change the channel. So I do get that part. I also just think part of it is just because there's no other position in the league where you can last this long. Part of the reason Tom Brady is is so publicized and so touted and has such a huge star is he's been in the league since like we were in middle school. Yeah. That, that's a long ways back. I mean, he's the quarterback of our entire lifetime. Like, I really can't remember the NFL. Like, I remember first watching the NFL in, like, the late 90s when Brett Favre was first coming on the scene with the Packers. You mean and, John Elway. And, John, right? of and course, John Elway. like, the first Super Bowls I remember were John Elway, the John Elway Broncos. And then since then, it's just been Tom Brady's world, and we're all, us all living in it. So I think that's part of it is these guys are just in, in the forefront. And it's also... It's the most important position in pro sports. I mean, it just is. So um, I understand why they're in the forefront. But uh, you're right. This is definitely a dream come true for the NFL. Um, This is something I want to ask you. This this drives me crazy, though. Drew Brees has had an outstanding career, excellent career. He's also had a lot of um, tragedies, a too dramatic of a word, but he's had a lot of heartbreak in big moments in the playoffs. Yet there's never been a national storyline about Drew Brees as a choke artist. Lamar Jackson's been in the league for three years, and there's already a storyline that he can't win in the playoffs. I just think those sort of things are unfair. And I think part of it is just, it's it's the the personalities that the media want to grasp onto. And they want, I mean, Drew Brees is so palatable for pretty much all of America. So they want him to be a squeaky clean star. I just it drives me crazy when guys don't get fair treatment. Guy, and I know I know that I don't want to put words in your mouth or anybody else's mouth. I'll tell you right now. I think that there is a racial element to it. I think that guys like Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson get killed on a higher level because they're not white. But regardless, we're breaking those barriers. But I think that there's a whole different element too. I think that black, white, whatever your race is. I think there's a whole other element here though, where if guys play quarterback in an unorthodox style, people can't handle it. They can't, it, they can't handle it. It's a cop-out. It's the easy way out. It, it's lazy, I think, more than anything else. But it is the nature of where everything's at. With Lamar Jackson, I think he's right now the the poster child for what we are trying to discuss here with that you can do it a different way. And the fact that that narrative is already driven after, what, one year? I mean, right. one, it was one game. Right. How many games has the guy played? I mean, he's, he's, he's one and two in the playoffs, but he won a playoff game this year. Right. I mean, in year two, if, if you would just say, let's, let's take out Lamar Jackson, whatever round pick he was, and we know he's the MVP, sure. but just take into account, you're going to draft a franchise quarterback. And in year one, you're going to make the playoffs, and you're going to win 13 games. Yep. You're going to lose. Yep. But in year two, you're going to make the playoffs again despite a ton of injuries, and you're going to win a playoff game. I would say what? How many of the NFL teams would take that progression route by a two-year starter in the NFL? I would say most, if not all. Well, For sure. This is why Patrick Mahomes broke the game. Exactly. 
winning a Super Bowl that early on at such a transcendent level, and not just being a member of a team and kind of guiding you there, but being the dude who straight wins it for you, it broke the mold, and I think it's going to uh, alter expectations in an unrealistic fashion across the league. Well, comparison, that is the number one root of all of this. We're comparing everyone else to a Pat Mahomes where he is such an outlier for success that early to have it, that that's the barometer that's been set or that that's an unfair barometer to set. I would say Drew Brees, realistically, his career, as far as the playoff record, that's pretty darn good. You win nine playoff games yep. throughout your career and, and have one ring. Yep. That's phenomenal. But when we're comparing it to the likes of a, a Tom Brady that's gunning for his 10th Super Bowl appearance yep. or a Mahomes who has just completely transformed the game, that's the problem. We, we aren't, we're identifying greatness, but we're also comparing other quarterbacks to that level where only a handful of people deserve to be there. And I think that that is where I would maybe shift more of the, the unfairness towards. I've always argued that Michael Jordan's greatness broke the game of basketball as much as it improved the game of basketball because it gave us an unrealistic barometer for what success should be. There's guys we don't think of as highly as we should because they didn't do what Jordan did, and that's unfair. I think that Jordan deserves all the credit in the world, but I also think that it it uh, it, it makes us analyze the NBA in, in a disappointing fashion a lot of times where there's not a lot of guys. There, guys don't get credit for just being really, really good. You know, making the conference finals pretty much every year like the Jazz did with Stockton Malone. It's all about, oh, those guys didn't win any rings. Michael Jordan won them all. Regardless, I think so. I got questions for you. Tom Brady's legacy, I think, he wins. He wins uh, the NFC Championship game. Everything from here on out is just a cherry on top. It's, it, but it's, it's breaking the way we analyze this in a very Jordan esque fashion. Yeah, it's fitting that we're circling right back to it because that is the point of all this. Is that Brady has maybe ruined it for everybody. We compare it to him. I don't think he needs to do anything more for his legacy. To me, he's already the goat. Yeah. But the fact that. I think the time element is what is so impressive to this. If he could do it this quickly. Yeah. I, I still think, and, and call me crazy, and I don't know if I'm in the minority here, when he signed with Tampa Bay, this wasn't a one-year, eh, let's try this thing out. To me, I, I in his mind, it's a three-year project. Sure. So next year was really maybe the year they were supposed to do this. So I would say that, to, I mean, for his legacy, the question here is... Just the time element, how quickly that they were able to pull it together. Well, it's one, la- one last stick it to the man, too, because oh. then he's in the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick's sitting there trying to figure out who's going to draft uh, with a high draft pick for the first time in a, a generation. Is Bill Belichick watching the playoffs? <laughs> and we wonder what's he oh, doing on man, Sundays. I don't know, man. I bet you he's, <laughs> if he is watching Brady, I bet you he is so mad. <laughs> Nuana's now 190 ESPN Missoula. How about Aaron Rodgers? I think I think Rodgers has the most riding on this in terms of legacy. I don't think it's close. I mean, as far as out of the four quarterbacks that are left with time left to prove it, I, I think we have a, a... It's really cool, too. We have a past and a present matchup, right? Yeah. We have the past with Brady and Rodgers and, and the all-time greats, and we know that... Oh, you can probably count on one hand as far as the year, good years left for both of them, where you have the present, and, and you have Mahomes and Allen, where there's not... The pressure on to win right now for Josh Allen. If they lose forty-five to nothing on Sunday, that doesn't change what I think of where he's at with his career progression. With Patrick Mahomes, if they win it, it's still impressive, but a little bit expected, especially being at home. Everything in between, but it, no doubt, it comes down to Aaron Rodgers. The pressure is now, and I think though, Coulter, the pressure of winning now has driven him all year, and, and that circles back to what we've talked about multiple times, and I know that you and Gus talked about it too, is the fact that they drafted Jordan Love 
that they started this urgency right away with Aaron Rodgers. And he has played um, like he has something to prove all year. And I think that his legacy does have the most on the line right now. Is he still a Hall of Famer no matter what happens? Yes, absolutely. Is this his best opportunity for the remainder of his career to win a Super Bowl? Yes. And I, I absolutely feel that with it being at home and everything in between. This is the year to do it. I think we always get caught up, too, though, when guys are really good when they're young, just assuming that they're going to stay in that moment forever. And a lot of times, a lot of things get outside of your control. And you could be good enough as a quarterback, especially, to get your team to the brink. But will you get over the top? When the Packers first won with Aaron Rodgers in 2009, I think people thought Rodgers was just going to stack rings, and he hasn't. Sometimes the window is so small, and that's what... I mean, people say, oh, that's what the national media is so far out of their skis talking about Patrick Mahomes is going to win four, five, six, eight. Or maybe he might win it this year, and then that's it. You never know. I mean, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl his second year in the league, never went back. Brett Favre, I think it was his third year in Green Bay as a starter. He was like 25 years old when they won the Super Bowl. They went back the next year, never went back. So you never know when your window is going to close. Russell Wilson won one as a young quarterback. He's never been back. So you Will never, he ever be back? Exactly. You never know when your window is going to close. So when you have the window, you, you got to make a run at it. I mean, here's the thing, man. This is why Tom Brady's completely defied the way we think about all this stuff. There isn't any franchises that have won as many rings as Tom Brady. There's only two franchises in NFL history that have as many rings as Tom Brady. So that like, puts it in perspective. So, like, to think about that you're going to win two, three, four, no. It's like we were outside with Kyle Sample. He's a big Niners fan. I said, what would you trade for Deshaun Watson? He said, everything. The whole team. Because if you can win a Super Bowl, that's a Super Bowl. And you only have a, such a limited chance to do it. I mean, think about, like, how proud the Chicago Bears have been as a franchise. They got one Super Bowl. Ever. That's Ever. hard to believe, actually. I mean, but there's multiple teams that are pretty good franchises that have no Super Bowls. The Vikings have never won the Super Bowl. And they're a good franchise. And they're a good franchise. Yes. The Seahawks have won one Super Bowl ever. So when you have a window, I think you got to capture it. We're late. What else is new? Nuana's now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Riley's got his picks for the championship games right after this. Golter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the wind gate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the wind gate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn also a great option for those that live and work around western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Special January promo going on by the Wingate by Wyndham right now as well. If you stay two nights in January of 2021, you get a free growler and a fill card for Big Sky Brewing. Big Sky Brewing just right across the way from the Wingate. So if you book, all you got to do is book through the hotel directly. Google Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula, limited to one freebie per, per customer, but stay two nights, January 2021, free growler and fill card. 
from Big Sky Brewing and tell them Nuanas Now sent you. Good debate earlier today with my brother. We were debating the great bands that twofold. One, their first album was their best album and why. Or two, how their first album wasn't their best album and how that is the key to longevity. We were talking about a lot of the grunge bands, Stone Temple Pilots, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. Their debut albums oftentimes were as good as it gets. Pearl Jam, what would you say? I think I think I, I like Pearl Jam, but I think Pearl Jam's first album was their best album by far. But I think when you pour everything into it, then you almost become a cliche of yourself because you try to repeat that over and over and over again. You have to evolve, just like with sports. You gotta evolve. That's why sometimes if your first album or two aren't great, then you can hit a home run with uh, the next ones. But the thing is you can't strike out. You just gotta keep hitting singles until you hit the home run. That's right. That's right. Or until, in those guys' cases, you get inebriated enough to, uh, <laughs> or heartbroken enough to uh, really come up with something brilliant. It is new on us now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you missed anything in the show today, you can find it on the podcast. Just go 1029ESPN.com, click on podcast, rate, review, subscribe. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel here in Missoula. We recorded some podcast stuff yesterday, Riley, Inside the Den. That's coming in hot. When's, when are you releasing? We released it, actually, 10 minutes before this show started. Let's go. So, so you can, right when you're done, I mean, it. two hours of us obviously wasn't enough. You need another half hour. Make sure to listen to Inside the Den podcast. This week, uh, a good conversation with Travis DeCure, Zach Payne, about Grizzly basketball opening up their diversity education Super library. Cool. Can, uh, unreal. And a great idea. This uh, is open to the public, right? It, like yep. Anybody can go? Anybody can go. I'm going to go check a, this it's out. A free, it's, it's right outside the Phyllis Washington Education Center on yep, campus. Beautiful building. And it's literally the Grizzly basketball filled up um, th- this with literature, anti-racism book, everything in between. Great, great concept, great idea. Um, so that's the first half of it. Me and you's the second half talking everything. Grizz basketball, Big Sky basketball, Lady Grizz, as well as spring football. It'll be a regular thing. Can't wait for it, but gogrizz.com slash inside the dinner available on any of your favorite podcast platforms as well. Do you read books? I try to read more, but yeah. So I, I have a I have a challenge out there with some of my buddies. You can get in on it if I've, you want. We're trying to read twenty books in twenty twenty one. Is there a carrot at the end of this thing? Is there uh, something like what's the knowledge? Okay, knowledge. I was going to say it's like the loser have to buy the bar tab. Uh, I mean, I think we'll all just sleep better. Is the yeah, end that of the is day. true. How you well, sleep better it? if you read books. Twenty twenty bed. books by just by the end of the year. Twenty bucks. So it's about one every two and a half weeks. See one Better get cracking. Okay. All right, all right. I got a library you can borrow from. A lot it, of is there a pa- is there a page limit? Oh no, oh no. Trust me, I'm going to read like the Abolition of Man by C.S. Lewis, which is like 30 pages long. That's going to be in on the list. I promise you. That. I'm in. I'm in. I can do this. We're already out of time, but that's okay. We're going to go quick. Two picks. That's it. Bucks, Packers in the NFC Championship game. What's the last line you saw? I think it's Packers minus three and a half. Three and a half is what it's down to. I am fully in on the Packers. I know betting against Tom Brady probably wouldn't be smart, but to me, you watch that Tampa Bay-New Orleans game compared to Green Bay, nothing to talk about Packers. So impressed with the way the Packers were able to adjust flawlessly without David Bakhtiari. Yes. He's the linchpin of their entire offense, and they still ran the ball down uh, St. Louis. Los Angeles, the Rams, that ran right down their throat. So I agree with you. I'm on the pack. Bills at Chiefs. Mahomes 
the Vegas must think he's playing because the Bills opened as the favorites and now the Lions moved. I, last I saw it was Chiefs minus four. What's it at now? Chiefs minus three, three and a half. So okay. it's teetering. So it looks like both spreads probably are about three, three and a half right now. Tell you this, since they did this format, right, and they started seeding teams, yep. 45 years, only 14 times has it been number one against number one. Wow. I'm going with the upset. I think nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I'm taking the two hottest teams I'm doing. I'm, I'm going Bills Packers. It's hometown, homegrown teams in the Super Bowl. I need that. I need that. Good luck. <laughs> this is this is for big time money. I'll tell you the story. I'm not going to jinx it. We're going to tell you a story next week. Thanks on you next Monday. Or maybe for the rest of my life at this point. <laughs> this is the greatest beer money I ever got. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana, joining me tomorrow. We got a great show for you. Got ESPN Roundtable with Xavier Bishop from Montana State. We also have our Garden City Spotlight featuring Missoula Hellgate girls basketball coach Rob Henthorn. And Sean wants to debate the five dumbest rules in sports. He's Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.